0: So I think this is a very huge blind spot for most entrepreneurs because they don't really think about how to do TR, how to be featured in the media, stuff like that. So what we did at the time was to ask for linkups, connections to this press release company. And then how they do it is that we give them like some press releases, they'll vet through for us and then they'll blast it to whoever we think we want to blast it to. So it was very lucky for us during that period because of COVID, no businesses were advertising themselves there was a giant vacuum in the marketing space. And therefore, we were the only ones doing the press release and therefore Mothership covered us.
1: Hi, this is Eric here and you're listening to Hashtag Highly Sought After. You have a million dollar business idea, but you have very little capital and no business background. Can you succeed? Well, the answer is yes, if you listen attentively to this interview. My guests Solomon Poon and Ryan Foo founded a company called drink They formulated the first alcohol defense against intoxication, flushing, and hangovers, received a $10,000 funding by their university, launched in August 2020 in the midst of COVID-19 pandemic, broke even within seven days, and now became one of the top three products under the detox category of Shopee. Pretty impressive, right? So get ready your favorite alcoholic drink and discover how you too can build a profitable bootstrap startup in seven days. Yo! Hi! Hi everyone. This is like the first time we have two guys on our studio. Like two guests, Mm. you know? That's pretty cool. Now, I got to give you a little bit of background about how I got to know you guys. So I think your product is very well known. Do you know that? Mm. Do you know, you guys are very, very well known in the scene, in the that's drinking scene. Yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah. Because I'm very plucked into the, the entertainment scene, the drinking scene, right? Mm. And every time I go for, like, I go to a bar, a pub, mm. or even now home parties, there will always be one person that will take this out and distribute Drink It to us. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. And that happens a lot. And to top it off, this year's birth, my birthday, I got 10 boxes of Drink It as presents. Nice. nice. <laughs> All right? yeah. So guys, if you want Christmas presents to friends who love like drinking, then you can get Drink It. But in my defense, uh, I don't drink a lot these days, lah, right? Mm. But I just want to say that when I saw these two things happening, I told Ryan, my, my producer, I said, we need to get you guys on board. Because mm. I think this is truly a sign of being highly sought after, right? Mm. Now, so first question. Solomon, nutritionist. Mm. Ryan, law graduate. <laughs> How did you guys meet and how do
0: you end up doing what you do today? Right. I think we met very early on in SMU when we were in the gym. Yeah. Jim. So yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So if you tear away all these layers of clothing on Ryan, right? Yes. You'll see that he has a monstrous <laughs> bodybuilder body physique Serious? You know. Yeah. Okay, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. All right. You should see his latest photos that he did for New Year. I'm not sure if you saw it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I think
1: New Year was doing
0: the brains and brawn, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah, been, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. okay. That one. And his chest muscles was like the biggest out of the twenty guys. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: it's pretty amazing how his co-founder is very excited about promoting <laughs> Ryan. You know, that, that really speaks a lot yeah. about. That and for myself,
0: I used to yeah. do some bodybuilding as well. Okay. I did some physical competitions, muscle mania, Singapore fitness, model search. Yeah. So we had some mm. common interests over there. Then we mm. just met
1: in the gym while training. Okay. And then I can get what you guys meet in the gym and, and started talking. But how did this Drink 8 idea come about? Because Drink 8, it's about, you know, it's, it's a supplement, right? Mm. And, and that, what's it got to do with
2: the gym? Um, I think the, the gym was more of how we met and how we became friends. Yes. But how the idea of Drink It came about was when I think we were both in our our five our fi- final year mm. in SMU. And um, knowing that Solomon has uh, really a wealth of experience in the supplement um, industry, he's a fan of supplements. I think he himself, he had a supplement brand before starting out Drink It. Mm. He had his own uh, fat, fat bonus supplement. Yep. Yeah. So I approached him with this question. Um, you know, is there a way that we can uh, reduce the side effects of alcohol consumption? And he said that he might have some un- un- answers for for, yeah. for, for for me.
1: And I, I'm curious, like, why, Ryan,
2: why that question? Um, I think, personally, I, early in my uni days, I, I drink a lot as well. Like, I'm I, I'm one of those students who chung, uh every Wednesday, Friday, Saturday with my friends. For those friends. of you who
1: don't know what chung is, right? Chong means like your hustle.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hustle in in, in in clubs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, hustle yeah, in clubs. Because yeah. um, that, that was when the old zoo was still open and, yes. I, and, and I was very fond of that club. So I used to go and drink every Wednesday, Friday and Saturday. And then I suffered from very severe Asian flush. Asian flush, Asian mm. yeah. But... Only recently um, I started to experience hangovers. Mm. Which is weird because I think when you get older you tend to suffer more um side effects of alcohol yeah, I consumption. Feel it. I yeah. feel it. even <laughs> just with a
1: glass of wine or even a, a bottle of like a bottle like a can of beer I already get a little bit of a headache yeah right, yeah right, yeah. Right, right. yeah same same yeah. same yeah. so it's normal, is it's, it? normal, it's normal it's normal it's normal alright yeah. do you get the Asian flush Uh, thank god no okay Um, mm. but it's actually a bad thing that you don't have Asian flush mm. because people will think that you can drink more so yeah yeah that's true I always true. feel that Asian flush is a very good excuse to say oh sorry I I, I can't it is it, it, is. It, yeah. is, it is it is it yeah. is yeah, yeah, yeah. but I do have friends who actually are very embarrassed about your Asian flush
2: were you like yeah definitely I think we were more embarrassed in the professional setting cause you know Okay. I think in SMU, we have a lot of like networking events, um, me- mentorship sessions with industry leaders. And sometimes you have to drink with them, right? Mm. And it looks a bit unprofessional on us when like we flush so easily and then they, they think, wow, this guy can't drink. Yeah, uh, yeah, either yeah. can't drink
1: or you over drink. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Either way is a bad yeah. impression, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So now go to Solomon, right? So Solomon, you he, ha- he asked a million dollar question, mm. right? Can, you, can we fix that? And yep. the answer was yes. Yeah. And... Uh, what happened after that? No, actually, the answer was I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. But
0: after doing some research, right, I found out that I, I tried to boil every, everything down to the molecular mechanism. Okay. So, what is the root cause of Asian flush and all these hangovers? Mm. Right. I, I narrowed it down to this molecule that alcohol breaks down into called acetaldehyde. So, our goal, right, should be to find an ingredient profile that breaks down acetaldehyde as quickly as possible. Right. And then I, from some quick cursory glances, I saw that, okay, maybe there's one or two ingredients that already break down height from scientific research papers. Then about seven other ingredients in the formula came when I was doing a deep dive. Mm. Yeah. So they're all together nine ingredients. Nine ingredients that help to break down height and overcome alcohol side effects. How does, so you, you discovered that, but that was just on paper. Then yeah. you do some experiments. Yeah, 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 definitely. So we got like powders from suppliers, very small amounts yes. just to test on ourselves. Uh-huh. Then we will conduct controlled trials every two days on ourselves. We will drink the yep. same can of beer
1: every two days. So you did the experiment on yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool, right? I mean, since you have to drink anyway, you know, <laughs> try it on yourself. And then yeah, what yeah. happened?
0: Yeah, so we tried different permutations of each because there are nine ingredients. A lot yes. of permutations. Correct. Right. We have to test out every single one and determine what is the best ratio of each ingredient. Yeah, so that process took several months to to refine.
1: And once we have the formula, now, okay, Ryan, we can proceed already. Yep, yep. And it's it's so cool that uh once you found the formula, you went back to Ryan. Why? Mm. Like you are a nutritionist, you are a pro. Mm. Yeah. Why you can study on your own. Why, Ryan? Yeah, I think that was the that was the point we decided to apply to the SMU incubator. Mm. So, for those of you who do not know, SMU is Singapore Management University. It's uh mm. a, a business university in Singapore, right? Mm. Okay. Yeah. So they were having this um, incubator scheme for SMU
0: startup owners where Mm. they would fund Mm. $10,000 if you have a successful business idea and you pitch successfully to them. The the panel. Yeah. So we we took the next few months to perfect the R&D and to apply for the pitch. Mm. Yeah. Then the pitch was comprised of some SMU staff, you know, teachers. So you felt like you need
1: a a law graduate to help you to do the presentation. And he was the one who gave me the idea in the first place. You're so cool, man. (laughs) You're really cool. You're very cool. You see... Ideas are one thing, right? Yeah. But it's a matter of whether can you execute, execute the idea that. or not. Execution and I, I kind of respect that. that mm. you actually went back in here and said, hey, the answer is yes and let's do something together. Plus, you guys were already friends. Mm. So now let's talk about that, uh, that presentation. Mm. Right? I was told that there were 100 plus people that applied for it, but you were one of the few that got selected. Yeah. Could you tell us why? What do you think were your compelling reasons? yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the biggest thing is that we had a working prototype. Mm. Right. A working
0: prototype that people liked And we had photographic evidence that it worked.
1: Tell me more about people like you. So you didn't just experiment on the two of you. You experiment on your friends. Yeah,
2: I I let Ryan try it. I let Um, a few
1: friends try it. Okay. Yeah,
2: we let a few of our friends and uh, friends and family to uh, try try our prototype, and then they all had pretty promising results. And also during the pitch itself, we prepared some samples for the judges. Yes. Yeah, and maybe that contributed to. Because they them. experience
1: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like that's the commonality so far because uh, last week, we interviewed someone else who also won a very, very big grant with the government actually mm. Mm. because he was able to solve a cups problem. Remember cups? Like you take a lot of cups oh, and yeah. then mm. you create a lot of sugar and actually yeah, sugar yeah, is bad yeah, for yeah. us. So he was able to create an ingredient, a fibre that actually reduce the harmful effects of sugar, Mm. which means you can eat rice, cake, alchemy. Alchemy. Yeah, Yeah, so Alan. And he said exactly the same thing. He said that one of the reasons why he was able to succeed was because he has a prototype, a workable prototype. Mm. So those of you listening to this interview, you have a business idea, don't just go pitch first. Make sure you test it out. Uh, We call it an MVP, right? A minimum viable product. Yes. Now, besides having that prototype, what do you think were some of the other reasons that could contribute to you guys getting the grant?
0: Yeah, I think connections matter. So beca- oh. because we were from SMU, right? Okay. And then the SMU incubator not only takes SMU students, but also like elsewhere, all over Singapore. I
1: didn't know that. Yeah. Ah, so I okay, think w- okay. one of
0: our success factors was actually reaching out to the staff before the pitch started, oh, you guys were getting so help on the pitch. And that staff, those few staff helped us cut down the pitch from like, you know, so many slides to just five or six slides. Yeah. yeah. So it has the power of cutting down and making the slides like one slide, one point. Making it as impactful as possible.
1: Got it. So two things I pick up from you. Networking is very important. Networking is very important. So don't just have the idea, but make sure someone else, uh, you are reaching out to the decision makers. Proactively. All right. Now, you talk about presentation. We give us a few tips. Like, what do you learn out of it? You said five slides, right? So less is more. What yes. else?
2: Less is more. I think, oh, so if you have a, uh a way to visualize the benefits of a product. Like for us, we had a before and after yes. picture of someone suffering from Asian yes. flush. Yes. Yeah. And, and the result was pretty visible because you can see that her face was noticeably less flushed. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think that, that helped. Mm. So
1: now, because you said you, you, fight, you fight over uh, uh, hangover, intoxication and also Asian flush, right? Mm. Mm. Did they question you about like, okay, it worked, but is there a market for it? How do you all answer that question about whether your product has a market?
0: Yeah, I think for us we were pretty lucky because when we looked overseas, there was already a market for it in Korea, in Japan, for example. But whereas this wasn't really in Singapore, the most you could find was, for example, those Yukon Japanese pills in Don, Don Donkey, mm. which weren't even marketed well in Singapore mm. because they just distributed via Don, Don Donkey. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So we knew that from other countries' experience that there was already a demand for this product. So I think that could be one strategy for your followers to follow. Like see what is working elsewhere in other countries, but not in Singapore. They're trying or not to bring in that it over. country of yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I love yeah. that. But I think that there's a caveat in the sense that the people there are more um readily acceptable towards these kind of products. Whereas in Singapore it's still very new. Yeah. Like people don't even know that there's such a product called an uh, anti-hangover belief. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think once you know that there's a market overseas, then if you if you market your, your product well and you educate your demographic well, well, well enough, I think there's a real chance that your product will succeed.
1: So very cool. So what I'm seeing here is that not only do you have a proven product, but you have a proven market somewhere else yeah. as well. And you combine that with a little bit of help, you know, yep, uh, yep. you got your grant. Yep, yep, yep. Now, let's talk about dynamics. Okay. It's tough sometimes, right? Uh, There's a saying about too many cooks spoil the soup. Yeah. <laughs> right. So share with us your dynamics.
0: Well, this was the question, the interesting question. Yeah.
1: <laughs> They're looking at each other, waiting for someone to answer the question. And, uh, okay, we'll, yeah, we'll see. I, I would
0: Go. say I'm the half of this equation that tries to think about how things will be executed. Whereas Ryan is it tends to give more of the big ideas. Mm. Yeah. So I, I tend to think about how, you know, operationally, how are we going to do this? Is this even possible? Right. Can this thing we brought here brought there? So this is, I think, where I come from in this uh, dynamic, usually.
2: Got it. One simple way to visualize our our dynamic is that I think Solomon is the maker and I'm more of the storyteller. Yeah. Nice. Because he does, does, he's the product specialist, right? He he formulates the product. He thinks of new product we can bunch into, whereas for me, I handle marketing and Hmm. PR sometimes. You guys just remind me of the dynamics of Apple. Steve right.
1: Jobs, Steve Wozniak, mm. right? One is yep. at the back end creating the. He's the genius, and then you have a front end guy doing the marketing and telling mm. the story, right? Mm. Okay, so that's also a very important point. Mm. Now let's go into the the business itself, right? It's very interesting that your launched on March twenty. If I if I get it right, was it March twenty twenty? It was uh, August, August twenty yeah, twenty, which is actually in the midst of COVID nineteen pandemic. Yeah, and I mean I remember that all the bars were closed. Yes, so. Tell us what happened.
0: Well, dude, it was, <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. We had originally planned to launch in March. Yes. Yeah. Right? But because of the COVID pandemic, the yes. global supply chain was screwed, right? Even our stuff from Malaysia took two months late to arrive. And that was just packaging materials.
1: What's up with March 2020? Do you know that um, the, Allen's company right, Alchemy, was also launching in March 2020. Wow. Right. Interesting. Like, interesting. March yeah. 2020, everyone launched and then this COVID, say, hey, yeah. hi guys. You know, and plans changed. It was the worst possible time. How do you all feel when, when that happened, first
2: of all? We were quite demoralized, but we took things within, within our strength in a sense that it gave us uh, more time to prepare for our eventual yes. launch in August. I want to talk about the bounce back
1: because you make mm. it look so easy. Like, you were demoralized, but I went <laughs> to think about plan. How
2: long did that but took? um <laughs> definitely four to five months uh. yeah wow yeah. we we took the time to diversify our supply chain mm. we look for an alternate supply source for packaging in singapore because mm. we don't want to be disrupted by this kind of supply shocks in future anymore
1: yeah yeah got it so uh um, you were disappointed but immediately you went into problem solving mode yes yeah yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. let's talk about time. that <laughs> uh, wow ryan just said that don't waste time yeah right? how is it not as an entrepreneur, you know, right, we're going to mm. face a lot of setbacks. And the more we dream, the more disappointment we get. And um, how do we deal with disappointments and setbacks? Like, do y'all have a method to it? Yeah, I think the key is to always take an stride
0: and keep progressing no matter what. So you can just look at the disappointment as feedback from external feedback and then see what needs to be changed the next time and then change it the
1: next time. So you're saying to approach it in a very logical manner. Logical
0: way, yeah. I think you can spend, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes getting upset over it. That's totally fine. But I think the next step after that would be to ask yourself, what now? Yeah, what can I do about it? So you say five to 10 minutes. Is that
1: true for the both of you? You're just (laughs) disappointed for five to 10 minutes and then you're like, what's
0: next? I think Ryan saw me ranting a lot about several grants we couldn't get and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So the turnaround time took a while, but the key thing is the bounce back. Yes. So what are the challenges you guys face during this period? Like you just mentioned about making sure that your supply chain is not disrupted. Were there other significant challenges?
0: Yeah, actually last year it wasn't so bad but this year, right, there was the... Actually during the the lockdowns was the, the worst period for us, right? Because most of the days we didn't even know what to do. I think the worst thing when you're an entrepreneur is
1: you're so lost that you don't even know what to you're do. You're talking about the first one, right? The, the first, first lockdown, yeah, the, the first circuit breaker, down. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. which is the, the few months where you first yeah, launched, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Lack of clarity, not knowing what what to happen. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then what do you guys do? Because, I mean, the results spoke for itself. You guys did very well. Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you do it? You broke even in seven
2: days, eh? (laughs) For for our August launch, actually, there was a circumstantial reason behind it because we were coming to the end of our incubation. Yes. And to unlock our second tranche of the grant that we were about to receive from SMU, we had to launch our product. So... We just thought, okay, la I mean, it's 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 now, now or, or never, right? So yeah. we just very nice. So you actually, sometimes this. you
1: need a, a compelling reason at the back. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So what contributed to you guys breaking even?
0: Right, right. I would say the biggest reason was being covered by mothership. Right,
1: mm. You were on Mothership.
0: It started from of a giant domino effect that led us to being covered in Falcon Post. Okay, so I got to pause there for, for those yeah. non
1: singaporeans So Mothership is definitely one of the cooler media platforms, mm. right? A lot of young people actually consume their news on the Mothership. Mm. Walk us through how you managed to secure the Mothership interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think this is a very huge blind spot for most entrepreneurs because oh, they don't okay. really
0: think about how to do the PR, how to yes. be featured in the media, stuff yes. like that. So what we did at the time was to ask for link-ups, connections to this press release company. Uh, it was called Press Office at the time, pressoffice.direct. All right. And then how they do it is that we give them like some press releases. They'll vet through for us and then they'll blast it to whoever we think we want to blast it to. Yeah. So it was very lucky for us during that period because of COVID, no businesses were advertising themselves. There was a giant vacuum in the marketing space. All right. And therefore we were the only ones doing the press release and therefore,
1: mothership covered us. And you have no <laughs> no choice because you needed to get a second trench, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. Like what people think is a setback is actually a setup yeah. for your success. Yeah, it was an opportunity.
2: There was a silver lining yeah. for us,
1: definitely. So you got you went for the interview. Yeah. And then how? What happened next? You said that there was some kind of a domino effect, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So we would cover a mothership, then after that, Vulcan post, then finally, straight times. times
2: approached us as well.
1: Wow. Yeah. And then. <laughs> So, all this media attention drove to your website. I know your website because I order it too, <laughs> right? and then that's where people start ordering, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you have one box, three box, five box some some package stuff, yeah, right, yeah, okay, yeah. so that's how you broke even seven days,
0: yeah, I'll go for our incubator, right, was to sell 100 boxes in the first
1: month. We ended up selling, beating that by bone and 10 times. 10 yes, times, yeah. <laughs> in fact, in your first month, you sold 1,000 units. Yeah. So that's all because of the, the media attention, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, let's, let's, I mean, it's been more than a year already in this business, right? Mm. What were some of the
2: other factors that contributed to your success? Mm. I think it's, it's also due to the nature of our supplement. Yeah. I feel like for most supplements in the market, right, you can't really tell if it works for you. Because most supplements are preventive in nature. Yep, yep. Yeah, but for drink it, right? The word, the word of mouth effect works, as especially well. cause. You know, when drink it works for you, the next thing you do is to tell your friends. Exactly, because right, it's, yeah. a thing, right? yeah, it's a social thing, right? It's a social thing. And it also boils down to how we approach the packaging of a product. Like we, we envision people sharing drink it with their friends, which is why instead of selling our product in, in like bottles and maybe in, in a can, we chose to, to sell it in a
1: sachet form. Yeah, I'm going to open one box so that the people on YouTube can see. So those of you listening to us on podcast, right? I really recommend you guys to go hop onto our YouTube. Just search highly sought after you'll be able to find us. Mm. The packaging is really nice. Talk to us a little bit about packaging. Like why, uh, of course, you're talking about a sachet inside, but why these two colors? Why green and why a bit of a creamy color? Is there a reason? Yeah,
2: we chose green because it reflects the um, very natural and yeah. organic route that we were sort of um, pursuing for our, for our product line. Mm. And we chose that off-white colour because it's, it's a bit more interesting than white. But at the same time, it contrasts nicely with the, with the green. Got it. Oh, I forgot to ask you. Drink It. Who came out with this name?
0: I can't remember. We had like, you know, 20 yeah. different names and then we just listed together. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but
2: Drink just, It just yeah. snapped cost. Sounded good. Like. Yeah, Do you mind yeah. sharing
1: yeah. with us with some of the other names in that 20? You all still remember? <laughs> Those are the crazy names you all came up with?
2: Um,
0: <laughs> I have a document on my computer with the
1: shortlist.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, but we have a shortlist somewhere. Okay, well, well I'm going to yeah. primarily
1: get a list of that. You know what this yeah. Are... yeah, we can share that with you. So you guys were just brainstorming, the two mm. of you. Yeah, we'll yeah. Just brainstorming different two of us, ideas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I really think Drink It kind of says it all, right? I don't even yeah, have to say anything yeah, else yeah. already. Yeah. Mm. Right? Aid us in our uh, the three big issues. Yes, yes. Now, what's also very interesting is that you actually share the active ingredients. Yeah. Isn't that supposed to be proprietary? Like, why were you so confident in putting out all the ingredients. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that's not a big issue because we don't provide the ratios. We
1: don't disclose the ratios. So the, the magic is in the, the proportion, the in amount. In the
0: ratios, yeah.
1: Okay, for those of you who are curious, right, there is like uh, ginger extract, there is mm. black pepper <laughs> <laughs> extract, but I guess overdose of any of those things might kill us <laughs> or something, right? So you, you <laughs> got it Ameri- at a perfect they're number. Safe, they're
0: quite safe. Are they all safe? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, it's just a matter of whether it works or not, yeah, right? Yeah, the efficacy, yeah, yeah. right? So just now Ryan was saying that I think this is such a brilliant idea because how I got introduced was when someone passed me this and I'm sorry, I thought like the condom, person was passing eh? me condom. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, bro, thanks. But <laughs> like, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you know, this, this, if you take a look at this, this really looks like a, a condom sachet, right? Is mm-hmm. that intentional?
2: I think what we were going for was more of the portability. Yes, which um, was the case for condoms as well. Because I think for condoms, um, they wanted to be compact enough for you to slip one in your wallet, right? So we had the same idea for drink kit, You know, whenever you wanna go out for a heavy night, you can just slip one in your pocket and then yeah, you're good to go. Take one first. Uh, those
1: of you who flush, you take one first, and then after it, you, after that, you take again. Yeah, right? yeah.
2: Depending uh, on your pain point. And for me,
1: it's uh, if I have hangover, I take it after. Mm, yeah, right, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should be uh. Your yeah, ambassador. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I already am. I always have this. This is actually from my office. Yeah. So okay. So I, I hear you about the packaging. Now, after you guys launch, right, and obviously you did very well, what will you say is your next marketing strategy besides media? Do you have a certain approach to make sure that everybody knows about you? Besides word of mouth. Mm. Is there any other strategies you employ?
2: I th- I think we are more focused on PR and storytelling in general. Mm. Te- okay, like we we, we are not very focused on media buying and Facebook yeah, it, as for now. We like did, advertising, We With some time
0: to with some success, but all the success went down the drain during COVID because people are unable to go out to drink. Yeah, so we there was a lesson to us that you know Facebook marketing can fall flat sometimes when the economy or when the circumstances are not good outside. Mm.
1: Got it. You, yeah. What you're referring to is running ads on running
0: Facebook. Running ads, Instagram, yeah. Doesn't work. It doesn't work sometimes. Especially during periods where there's two packs dining in or zero packs dining. in mm. That's the worst. Yeah, it doesn't work.
1: Why it doesn't work? That means like uh, you, push, you push an ad across, yeah. but people will not take... People will not buy, yeah.
2: people
0: will not convert because they simply physically
1: can't go out to drink. Mm. They don't
0: need
2: the product. Got it, yeah. okay. And our, our product is pretty complimentary to drinking. So if people can't even go out to drink, there's no need for our product.
1: Yeah, but then that's why I'm very curious because in spite of COVID, and guess what? We're still in the pandemic, right? It's still from two to five, five to two, you know, it's always like swinging, right? But your products are doing consistently well. Mm. Why is that so? You mentioned something about PR and storytelling.
2: So yeah, so I think um recently we did this campaign where we focus on the stories of our customers. And I think it's called Made Better with GeneKate. Mm. So basically, we interviewed some of our customers who are quite prominent in the social space, like Jay Vasif, the DJ. Yes. um Andrew Lee as well, who is the CEO of Zoo. He's a fan of our product as well.
1: Awesome. And you were a fan of Zook in the first place, Yeah, right? yeah. It's so, nice yeah. So it all comes
2: yeah, full circle. Yeah. It's interesting. So you got them to share about how Drink It has made their lives better yeah. and why would Drink It make a difference in their life.
1: Tell me more about how you came out with this idea. I think that's a brilliant idea. Mm. Uh, and, and that's part of storytelling too, right? Mm. But how do you came out with this?
2: I think it was trying to build a stronger social proof around our product. Because, you know, in terms of startups, right, when customers know the least about you, um, naturally they, they want to seek out more information. So if you have credible information about who takes your product, I think that would be very, very helpful
1: got it. So social proof. Social you mentioned proof, the word yeah. storytelling. Do you what's telling a good story? Because everybody use that a lot, right? They say, oh, you got to
2: tell a good story. But what do you mean by that? I think it's focusing more on the why. Mm. You know, why are you doing this? Your purpose, your mission in creating these products. Mm. Yeah.
0: And also allowing people to relate to the story. So for example, for the for the campaign, we use people in the real estate industry who are entrepreneurs, finance, finance yeah. you know, people who take our product. So people who, who relate with those mm. positions
1: will understand the story better got it so when you tell a story people tend to first look at who's the one telling the story yeah. and if it's similar position yeah, or identity yeah. mm. your story has more credibility yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. and then you also mentioned that within the story they share about the why mm. the benefits so you're Definitely. putting the benefits into a into your client's mouth
2: mm. that's right got it yeah <laughs>
1: Hey, this is Eric here, just dropping in to check in on you. Are you getting value so far from this interview? Because if you are, I'm very happy for you. And I'm really curious to know what are some of the key takeaways. So after the interview, go to social media, screenshot your learnings and tag me, all right, so that we can connect. Okay, okay. I'm going to leave you to listen to the rest of the interview. Enjoy. So there are a lot of other brands who are also trying to tell stories, right? but some of them fall flat. Mm. Why? What do you think so? Because it's not new knowledge, right? Everybody knows that we need to tell stories, but obviously we've yeah, yeah, seen yeah. some brands doing that. I won't call, say the brands, of course, mm. but what could be some of the mistakes that people are making as they tell their stories about their products, about their
2: clients? Um, I, I think sometimes it gets a bit fake, you know? You know sometimes when, 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 you're, when you're, you're not genuine about solving a real problem, I think that's where your storytelling kind of falls, falls, falls flat. Yeah. Yeah. I think for for us we had an actual problem that that we are solving. And the problem stems stems from us as well. So it was easier to get the message across. Yeah. I I love
1: it. Okay. So I'm seeing from a different angle right now because earlier the storytelling was clients sharing stories about how they've been successful with your product. Yep, yep. But what you're saying is that a deeper level of storytelling is why in the first place you even started this company. Yep, yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. yes. Right. And and so it, it cannot, it cannot be just for profit, but there must yeah. be a compelling reason, a personal reason why you, you do what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm of the belief that all founders, most yes. founders have
0: to have this personal reason for why they started the company. It has to have made a huge difference on their lives initially for them to feel <sighs> something about it, you know. If they don't feel something about it and they just act towards it like a robot and buying ads and stuff like that, like a machine, they won't be able to feel
1: how customers feel about solving that problem, you know. Mm. This is so beautiful, guys. Because, I mean, you have to understand that we've interviewed a lot of entrepreneurs over these months. And two entrepreneurs came out in my mind. One is Terry Pay, uh, good dog people, Mm. asking why he set up the company. He says, it's very important to share with people the why. Mm. And he says, because I envision a world of good dog people. Mm. Mm. That people and dogs live harmoniously and, and they are one, right? It's beautiful. And then of course we have Alan that mm. talks about why he came up with alchemy because of his grandfather mm. who, who suffered diabetes, and then you guys right. personally suffering from the insulin exactly, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. This is beautiful. This is actually very cool. It's a common pattern, and it's nice mm. to have common pattern because it means that. If we continue doing that, then a lot of us will succeed too. Mm. Actually, Jack Ma says the same thing too. Jack Ma says that I want to allow businesses, the people in China, to do business with the world. That's mm. how he started. He did not start a company by saying I want to be famous. Mm. Right? Now, let's talk about e-commerce. I know you you guys are big on e-commerce. And, yeah, definitely. And you can almost say that thank God for e-commerce, yep. right? And, and that you had a chance to, to reach out definitely. to the world. Yes. Yeah. So, give us some tips. Like what are some of the, maybe mistakes first. What are some of the mistakes that you make as you try to put your product on, a, on an e-commerce platform? Mistakes, huh?
2: I think a mistake that we did is that we didn't go on platforms earlier like mm. Shopee and Lezerdam. Yeah, It contributed to a lot of our margins once we are on Shopee and Lazada. Yeah, and we should have
1: done that much earlier. That's G. true because I um. bought your product directly from your website. Now, can I ask you the pros and cons of mm. putting your product on your platform and putting your product on all these uh, marketplaces?
0: Yeah, putting your product on your platform or your website. Basically allows you to control everything, right? The email list, the opt ins the, the user flow, whatever. Whereas if people buy through Shopee, right? Okay, maybe maybe they get a good price because Shopee, some campaigns they give you 12%, 10% yep. of coins back, but you're unable to control the user journey because once they buy through Shopee, you cannot communicate with the with the oh, customer. You, you guys
1: can't reach out, like they will not. Yeah, yeah. We
0: can't communicate with the customer. You don't even chat slow. Yeah, yeah, only through the, chats. Yeah, yeah, but that's a very weak converting factor. Yeah. So even for customers who check out via Shopee, right? We try to have a lead gen in our every package, like a thank you card that points there back to our website. Smart. Yes. Data
2: is very important. Because yes. it allows you to communicate with your customers. And that's the magic of most direct-to-consumer businesses. Yeah. yeah.
1: That database is everything. Exactly. Mm. This is beautiful. That means you're leveraging on big marketplaces who have a lot of eyeballs and a lot of budget. You're going there to get the traffic. Yes but exactly. you want to make sure that at some point you own that traffic. Yes. Because right? now you're essentially kind of free traffic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you want paid traffic. So what What were some of the successful things you did that encourage people to leave an email address with you or their contact details with you?
0: Yeah, I think something as simple as a very typical 10%, get a
1: 10% off for, for bond code. Yeah, for, for future, future orders. Purchase, yeah. So I know now. So discounts will be one. You, you mentioned also about the thank you card, right? Mm. How do you guys keep in touch with your consumers? Like since you, you said that, you know, people get to know you from Shopee or Lazada and then they, they fill out the email address and they are in your database now. Yep. How do you nurture that relationship?
0: Yeah, so we just send the emails, updates of them once every week or two on Klaviyo. Klaviyo is an email marketing software mm. similar to MailChimp, but Klaviyo is much better, we think. Why? For e-commerce because it allows you to hyper-segment your customers for example you can do something as very complicated stuff like customers who have opened this campaign and saw it but did not reply or, or did not click on the, the link you can hyper segment like every single thing you can think of you can split into females males based on ai it's pretty cool
1: but how does that work because it's like first of all i have to leave my email address yep, to you right yep, but yep. you will not know my particulars right yeah then how would you know i'm a guy or a
0: girl? a I think they use You will, AI. They, you will know your first name, uh, the first name yeah. at least. Because so it, based
2: on that, they extrapolate your gender. Powerful. Yeah, and yeah. because of the AI,
0: we know that 55% of our target audience is guys.
2: Wow. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> How do you spell that? Yeah, it's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O. We need to take note of that. Yeah, clear <laughs> yeah.
0: And we did not even ask for the particulars of the information of the people who bought from us.
1: We just use some AI software to deduce. This is super duper cool. And and actually, that's technology, right? You yep, talk about yep. data is so important, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you writing those emails. Okay, I hear you. What's next for you guys, man? Like, uh, uh, what's your plans for Drink It in the coming years?
2: But I think a recent campaign that's performing. Quite well so far, I think is our wellness partner campaign, basically. So we get bars to partner with us to distribute our product in the physical space. It was also to solve a very real uh, consumer issue because uh, uh, most of our customers, they want drink it urgently, but our shipping and fulfillment takes around two or, two or three days. So yeah. um, with these wellness partners scattered around Singapore, right, they yeah. could get drink it on demand. yeah, On the spot. Ed, Ed. On the spot. I
1: mean this is where we consume, right? Now? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you're yeah, putting yeah. it where the customers are at that moment when they need it. Yes, yeah, yes, which yes. is why
2: we avoided convenience stores. Because when someone is in bar, I think they have a higher purchasing intent because they are mm. already drinking.
1: Yep. Correct. Yeah. 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 Correct. No, I think uh, I mean, if I look at the customer journey, right, by the time I'm in a convenience store, it's a bit too late really. Mm. Yeah. 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 So so where the bar is, where I'm still sober is mm. where I actually will want to take this. I think by the time I'm in convenience store, I'm probably not sober already. So
2: And we're not competing for attention. Yeah, that because we, we are the only supplement product being sold at these bars. And I like
1: your thinking because you're not really just thinking about standing out or what, but you're really thinking from our point of view. Definitely, like you're, you're yeah. making it easy for us to buy your stuff, mm. right? By stepping into the, the stream yep, right? yep. of that consumer's journey. Okay, so that's one. So we'll expect to see a lot of your Drink It! in Singapore bars. Yep. What about, I mean, we have listeners from other countries like Malaysia, Indonesia, Philippines and Hong Kong. What about them?
0: Yeah, they can already purchase our product through our website. We are trying to lower shipping costs for our customers because customers in the US are paying, for example, forty five dollars for shipping, and they still buy. Then they still buy. Sometimes they buy one box and then they pay for shipping. <laughs> so one box nineteen ninety, then they pay forty five dollars. So we really want to reduce the shipping cost yes. for them by partnering with some 3PL companies. Mm. So it was 3PL third party logistics. So basically, they handle the pack, the pick, and the last
1: mile delivery. Mm, for got you. it. So the supply chain, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. 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 Actually, I'm sorry to jump back in again, right? Like, um, you, you guys make it so easy. <laughs> yeah. you, you you, I mean, very effortless, right? But what were some of the future challenges that you guys are dealing with right now? Like <laughs> you have great marketing ideas and now you just highlighted a very big challenge, which is the logistics, right? The logistics, yeah. Yeah, which is, I think, isn't that the biggest problem these days? Because if you're trying to do business with the world, you need to try to reduce the cost, right? Yeah, delivery, yeah, 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 yeah. And even the production. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have to say the Singapore government is quite helpful with this
0: because on the production side, Mm. they do subsidize some equipment that we have purchased. So that allowed us to double our production capacity. It's called a PSG grant. So guys who qualify for it, entrepreneurs who qualify for it should look into it it's a 80% off till next year.
1: Wow. Uh, but yeah. what's the criteria?
0: Criteria is you just have to be a locally found... Oh, just local, yeah, locally yeah. it. You can apply for your laptops and stuff like that as well. Okay, but guys, yeah. please don't abuse
1: it. Otherwise, the rest <laughs> of us won't get it, right? You yeah, know, it yeah, yeah, yeah. happens definitely. all the time. People definitely, abuse brands. Definitely, yeah. Okay, so jumping back to uh, the wellness program. So we expect to see you guys in different bars. We also now expect to see you in other countries. Mm. Would it be still through the standard marketplace platforms or you got to reach out to them directly? Yeah, I think going forward, we're trying to focus on overseas
0: marketplaces. So for example, the question, the big question right now is how do we get onto Shopee Hong Kong, Shopee Taiwan, Shopee Brazil or something like that, right? Because to set up a Shopee, a marketplace account on those marketplaces, Mm -hmm. right? We have to have a corporate entity in those countries.
1: I didn't know that. I thought you could just set it up.
0: Yeah. So the question is how do we set up companies overseas that allow us to register on overseas marketplaces to sell to those people. Then you
1: can reach out to those markets because yeah. right now you can only reach out to Singapore.
0: Yeah. yeah. Or partner with enablers who are able to do this for
1: us. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's hope the message goes out and uh, it's a business opportunity, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's a great idea. What else are you guys doing?
2: Currently, the low-hanging foods for our expansion is the US because their regulations when it comes to supplements is quite similar to Singapore. Mm -hmm. So you don't really have to partner with a local entity to sell your supplements there.
1: Oh, that's why you were saying that uh, you can already reach out, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: And also, we are doing some exciting R&D
1: yeah, lots of exciting R&D, yeah, can tell you. Don't tell us first, right? Because <laughs> I know you guys, well, you can see the twinkling in their yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that means uh, this is not going to be the only product that we're expecting. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, have you been doing experiments on this Ryan only again?
0: the start, yeah. I've been experimenting on myself first.
1: Okay, yeah. you look normal, you're still okay?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll test on myself first, then I'll test on Ryan, then we share with a few friends.
1: Okay, when would that next supplement or next biohack come about?
0: Yeah, I think that's in Q1 of 2022.
1: Okay, so Q1 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, final question. There are a lot of entrepreneurs who are listening in, you know, and we titled this as, you know, how do you turn your million dollar idea into a profitable startup mm. and bootstrapped? What would be individually an advice that you have for entrepreneurs who's listening in now that you guys have been an entrepreneur for a while?
0: Yeah, I think my advice for entrepreneurs is to create something that you're passionate about, to something that you really feel strongly about, that you want to see in the world be willing to sacrifice time. Like for me, I, I sacrifice jobs. I graduated with a perfect GP from SMU, wow, but smart boy. I, I, I chose not to go the corporate path because I felt that I could contribute to society in a far better way than I could have if I'd gone to a corporate job, mm. right? You have to feel something about this for it to last you your entire journey. Yeah. The second thing is to align yourself with people who are a good support system. So, for example, I think people from universities would would find good support system in the staff or the faculty faculty in charge of entrepreneurship. They are there to help you, Mm. right? Even if you have graduated from the university for a long time, they are still willing to help you, right? They are always welcoming you with open arms. So the faculty is very important. Very nice.
1: Alumni. Alumni. And alumni community as well who's willing to help you. Wow. See, so that's a a perk of studying in a university or even a polytechnic because a polytechnic these days, they also have the entrepreneur arm, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. How about you?
2: Yeah, I think what contributed to a large extent of our success is also luck. And I think from what I've experienced so far, I think you can actually manufacture luck. Ooh. by increasing um, your luck surface area. So basically, just putting yourself out there. Mm. Because I think where, when you are successful, right, a lot of it is when, you know, your luck meets um, preparation, right? And if you are constantly putting yourself out there, meeting new people, networking, you never know when these net networks might come back to prove themselves useful to your business. Because um, when it comes to a lot of our um, friends and benefactors now, they are all contexts that either one of us have come across in the course of our, yeah. our life. And why, why are they so helpful to help you guys? What, what is your compelling factor? <laughs> I think most of them, they are already fans of our product. So it's uh, much easier to get them to help us. Mm, yeah.
1: mm, mm. Wow. I think this is a, a very short, powerful entrepreneur episode. I don't think this is only just for products, but anybody who wants to start a company... I think this is an episode that you would want to definitely listen again and again so that you can get those ideas across. Right? So, guys, thank you so much. I wish you guys all the best and I hope one day, you know, to see you at every bar, not just in Singapore, but every bar in the rest of Southeast Asia and maybe even the world. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Awesome. Thank all right. You. High five, man. All right. High five. High five. Ah. High five. Oh. All right. <laughs> If you love this episode, remember to hit the follow button on Spotify or the plus button on Apple Podcasts.